So if I'm listening to you and I'm listening through my filters, I'm not going to actually listen to everything you're saying. I'm listening to the interpretation that I'm right. hearing of what I'm saying, but I'm, I'm pretending as though I'm hearing exactly what you're saying. Right. You have more loyalty to your filter than you do to the possibility <laughs> <laughs> that exists beyond your filter. Right. And it's human uh, nature. Yeah. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. We are talking about listening today, not talking. No, I'm really good at talking. You're, good, you're great at talking. <laughs> I love the way you talk. We decided that with the holiday season approaching, this podcast is going to be released around the holiday season. We thought that we would share, well, I believe this. You can tell me if you believe this too, but that actually one of the greatest gifts we can give somebody is a really generous listening. Yes. This isn't the ordinary listening folks that your parents and grandparents and their parents likely gave, likely gave to each other. Yeah. Yeah, this is a different kind of listening, and we're going to get into that. But first, if you're listening to this near the time that this episode is released, if you're interested, we created a download for people who are wanting to get into deeper conversation with their partner about what they're up to together. And Will and I created a download called Three Game-Changing Conversations for Couples, which includes these three different topics. And I would say it was really, these three topics are really the foundation of what started us to have a radically different relationship than we have had in the past. Right. So it's a starter. It's a little starter that you and your your person or your partner can sit down and yeah. discuss together. It's a, it's an appetizer. It's an amuse-bouche. It's a appetizer. It's a appetizer. Makes it's you happy. the beginning. It's the beginning. So if you're yeah. interested, go check out kristavanderveer.com. And on that website, you'll see this download that you can access. Okay, so listening. This term, generous listening or listening generously, originates from the collaborative way. I know we've referenced the collaborative way before. We'll probably reference it again. You can check out more about this practice at collaborativeway.com. And we're going to share how it's really impacted our relationship. Right. Collaborative way, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, was a coaching method that was developed by Lloyd Fickett and one that Krista became very deep and uh, expert in over many years of coaching executive teams. Yes, extraordinary, extraordinary methodology. And I would say that this is also particularly important to me. I feel actually a little bit anxious about this topic, and I have, because it's such an important skill in our relationship, and it's one of my greatest love languages is when somebody really, really listens to me in this way. I feel seen, heard, known. I can work through blocks. I can transform things. I can come to new insights. I can be in a collaborative, co-creative process with somebody. And 
um, I would say that it's one of the greatest ways that we actually repair is by mm. getting to a place where we can listen generously to each other. Yeah. And if you're new in this language or in the idea about different kinds of listening, I'll just share that when you introduce this way of listening to me, it really called out a new level of commitment and presence in listening that I didn't know existed. Mm. So there might be people listening who are in that camp where, you know, you think of yourself like me as a psychiatrist, I think of myself as a pretty good listener. Like I spent 20,000 hours listening to people. Um, well, maybe I let them talk for half the hour, but I talked to <laughs> too, yeah. probably too much sometimes. But the point is that you might have an idea that you're, you know, a pretty good listener, like I did. And maybe you are. Uh, but there are these much deeper levels of listening that require some commitment and some practice to get to. Definitely. I'm so good that you you said that. I think that most of us also tend to hold the impact of our listening in really low regard, which means that we tend to focus on what we're saying to support, to influence, to fix, to whatever, versus we think that our listening, the way we're bringing our listening doesn't really matter as much. I would say 100%, that's how we, 100%. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why people are often composing what they're going to say while the other person's talking, which we'll get to in a little bit. Totally. is part of what listening generally is not. Right. Yeah. And we can probably context this too, is you and I strive to listen generously often. And what we're talking about here, it's kind of impossible to do all the time because we're busy, we have full lives, but... I think it's a really important practice to be really discerning around of like, okay, now is the time to actually listen really generously and to practice it and to not have the expectation that this is going to happen right, all the time. Right. So we're not talking about turning the knob up to 10 and keeping it there all the time with our generous <laughs> yes, listening. Totally. It's about having the awareness that there is a knob there and that you can use it if you want to at certain times. Yeah. Fantastic. And so the vow that we have, the agreement that we had that we turned into a vow is we vow to listen generously to one another and to assume positive intent. So should we give a little bit of flavor of what it is or what it isn't first? Yes. Uh, let's start with what it isn't. What first. it isn't, okay. So you already said it's not listening to respond. Is that what you were saying? I don't even know if it's, it might be generous to call it listening when I'm <laughs> in my head while you're talking. Right. I'm thinking about what I want to say to you. Right. I don't even know if that would be called listening actually. But it is what we, in conventional terms, tend to label as listening. Right. The fact that I'm not talking means I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So listening to, or whatever, to respond, to formulate an opinion about what we're saying, maybe to formulate a judgment, like, see, do I disagree with that? Or do I agree with that? Mm -hmm. Or does this confirm the filter that I have about this person or not? Right. What would be an example of that, like a filter? Let's see. Like I might have a filter about a friend who I think doesn't listen very well. Okay. Who's always composing their response while I'm talking. Right. And I can tell because as soon as I stop talking, they start giving me advice or talking about the thing that happened to them that was a lot like what I was sharing. So You're, you already have a filter about this person right. that don't listen. And then when that happens, it validates your filter. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's great. What filter do you have about me that gets validated? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I think because I tend to have a lot of energy going toward performing well in my life, that I tend to be on guard with you that I'm not listening generously enough for you. Oh, and, so your filter is, I'm not, you're not serving my needs or right. listening. Mm -hmm. And then when I tell you you're not, then it validates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it also isn't stingy listening, which is also something from the cloud of way we, we compare stingy listening to listening generously. And stingy listening is kind of like when, you know, somebody will just, I'm just going to use the work reference because we brought it into workplaces. Like somebody walks into your office and they need something from you and you're kind of like typing at the same time as they're listening. You think you're listening. They think you're kind of listening. It's a very stingy, like not generous, halfway listening kind of listening. And I would say that I have stingy listening with you. Hmm. Example? <laughs> Specifically when it comes to Alabama football. <laughs> when you start to be like, hey, oh my goodness, watch that play. Did you see what he did? And let me show you this video. I'm just like, oh gosh, I'm like trying so hard to bring my listening, but I really have a hard time. Well, it's difficult to enlist someone who didn't grow up in Alabama in that kind of level <laughs> <laughs> of insanity around football. Totally. So. Yeah. Okay. So, so multitasking is not generous listening, listening to fix it. So let's say I'm coming to you with a problem and you're already generating a solution right. versus actually like hearing me and really getting in my world right. and bringing curiosity that's not the kind of generous listening that we're talking about. Right. It's almost like there's a filter in there that I'm sharing because I need you to fix something. Like the listener is under the belief system that the speaker is only speaking because they need help. Right. Right. There's an as assumption opposed in that. to I'm speaking because I want to be known. Yes, totally. Yeah. And that's actually a really just good thing to qualify. Like, are you sharing this with me because you actually want solutions in this moment or are you sharing because you want to be understood? Right. Which is a simple question. Yeah. But great we question. hardly ever think about it. Right. Yeah. Those are some flavors of what it's not, but maybe we just go into what it is. Sure. So I feel like, I feel like it's really setting aside the I, if we're comparing the I to the we, not listening from how does this impact me? What do I need here? What do I think? But it's really setting that aside as much as we can. And listening for the contribution or the value or the learning in what the person is saying. Right. Which requires that we really bring authentic curiosity and that intention to learn what this person is saying or find the value in it. Right. The curiosity we're talking about is more of an open-ended, free-form curiosity that when we tap into that, it often brings a clarifying question mm -hmm. to the person, you know, as soon as the person who's sharing is finished sharing, mm -hmm. it's, it's often not, it's not always, but often there's another question that comes forward out of that curiosity of that kind of listening. Right. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner. We compiled our top 10 relationship agreements agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing, and thriving as a couple, and they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. 
you can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance. And now back to the episode. So let's uh, try a live example here of what we're talking about. Okay. And I'm going to bring forward a topic that has some emotional charge Mm. for us. So it should be a good challenge for you. Okay. The topic is around our routines in the bedroom. And we love our routines and really enjoy our routines and get a lot of pleasure and fulfillment out of our routines and... I would like for us to explore more spontaneity and more fun in the bedroom. Right. So the other day, well, actually a couple different times recently, you've said to me, I want more play in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And this is a good one because for me, what happens for some reason, like quickly, I find myself getting defensive. So I'm not listening generously to you and I'm not bringing authentic curiosity. And I get defensive, I think, because... I am afraid that you're not happy with what's already happening and that it, for some reason it's my responsibility solely to meet that need of yours mm-hmm. of more play. And three, like I'm kind of like in this moment, I have really no idea how to do that authentically. Mm-hmm. You know, I could yeah, do it inauthentically and like bring things that aren't actually joyful and playful to me. Right. So, if I was more curious, I would say, uh, so, okay, so help me understand what you mean by play. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like there's a need that you're not getting here. Is that true? Yes. I think the need that I'm not getting is a need for us to mix it up mm-hmm. and not go straight to the way we experience pleasure right away and maybe slow down and explore our bodies and what's pleasurable to our bodies and go from there. What's so interesting is I'm still listening to fix it. Like I'm not listening to, I'm still noticing a defense and listening Mm. to fix it. So obviously Mm. there's more for us to explore there. Mm -hmm. Can I reflect back what I'm hearing from you? Yeah, that'd be great. So it sounds like you are feeling defensive. There's a little bit of a deer in the headlights kind of feeling of like, uh oh, high alert, something's wrong. I need to fix this. It's my responsibility. If I don't fix this, something bad might happen. Yeah. Am I getting it? Yeah. So that's a good practice of listening generously is really giving back your understanding of what you hear the person saying and then ask, like, am I getting it? Or what needs to be tweaked? Or mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. How can I help with the elevated activation in the in this topic area how can i help you know that this is exploration and not any kind of emergency or or threat to our relationship mm-hmm. well talking about it helps a lot and i think coming up together with ideas of what play more play can look like that would be really helpful and i guess I need to check out something with you is I have the assumption that you would 
expect me to come up with those ideas because I deeply value the we, of course. And that because it's such a high value of mine, that it's my responsibility for some reason. So I need to check with you to see, like, are you in that statement, assuming that it's my responsibility solely to find more play? I'm so glad you're checking that out. That was not at all a part of my need or my request here to you. Whose responsibility do you assume it is? I assume it's a shared responsibility. Okay. And, and I also have fear here around suggesting something or introducing something that you're a no to, or that has you feeling unknown or unseen or uncared for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think there is a risk that uh, my hesitation around introducing things that might be fun Mm -hmm. uh, for me, for us, could cause some kind of distancing or some kind of rupture Mm -hmm. with you. Mm. Thanks for letting me know. So the vulnerability, I think, is that it kind of devolves into, oh, I'm going to back off and let Krista decide what that is because Uh I don't want to risk rupture Mm -hmm. by initiating something new and different. Right. It's really helpful for me to hear that. Thank you. And maybe a solution. I'm going in to fix it. Are you open to us finding a solution to that? Sure. So maybe a solution is that we, in addition to finding ways to play together, we have these, like, you bring, what about this idea? And that's part of our, you know, and we can just... Explore that. Explore it without doing it immediately in the bedroom. Yeah. But we can be in the conversation. Great idea. It. Okay, cool. So <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> Real-time exercise. Thank you. So I feel like, you know, hopefully you got value. The listeners got value out of listening to that. I think that that was a good example because for whatever reason, I find myself immediately defensive. And one indication that I know that I really need to listen generously is when I find myself reacting physically or emotionally in some way right away. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, wait, hang on. Something's going on here for me. Right. And usually in those moments actually really need your support by listening generously and listening generously, you know, in part is it's not just bringing a generous listening, but it's listening below the words. It's listening to the energetics. It's listening to the body language. It's attuning to something that's very different from just the words. Yeah. And it's also forbearing the filters that come from paying attention to these nonverbal cues as well. Like you, you might see something happening in my body or my posture that to use associated with something. Right. Uh, but the pro move is to see that, to have the presence to see, Oh, I think that means he's getting defensive or he's upset or whatever Right. and check it out. Yeah. You know, I mean, what, what I love about this practice is that it opens up possibility in conversations that you don't get to experience if you're not able to notice how you're responding to what's being shared Mm. and set it aside and come back into Mm -hmm. the not knowing Mm -hmm. because it's only in the not knowing that there's the ultimate possibility of what can happen. Totally. I love that. And it's in that possibility becomes a co-creation that can happen between two people that is not happening when we're listening to respond or to fix it or to whatever. Yeah. And it's yeah. a co-creation that's never happened before. Yes. So it's not yes. a repetition of history, right. which comes from filters right. and filters come from history. So, right. yeah, I love that. Thanks for saying that. 
it really becomes, um, you know, to really, to really listen generously is also to really take responsibility for the impact of our listening and to understand that there's impact like you and I talked about before. Mm-hmm. If there's not just impact only in speaking, there's impact in our listening. It's funny to think about people taking turns speaking without really acknowledging the impact of listening. But that is how we, that is the conventional mode, right? Yeah. yeah. And how much more change can occur or impact can be received when we equally value the listening with the speaking. Right. It's interesting, you know, I think about as a parent, I think about the big shift that, well, arguably maybe would have been helpful if it happened earlier. But for me, as Sophie got to be a teenager, it was moving more into listening and less telling. Mm -hmm. With young children, they don't know not to put their hand on the stove and all the things. And it's like you're doing a lot of telling. Mm Or answering questions like, why is the sky blue and things like that. (laughs) But then to become a coach or mentor, it's all about the listening. Totally. Yeah. And it's a really big practice of also taking responsibility for the filters that we have, like you were talking about. Like, I don't think that we can actually listen just with a Mm -hmm. wide open listening. We're always having filters. Like, I have the filter for you of sometimes I already know you. Here we go again about Alabama, Alabama football. Some of the financial conversations we have, I'm like already kind of getting defended, like listening from defense because we have different, you know, stances sometimes. And so it's it's like being responsible that our own filters are going to actually determine what we can hear. Right. So if I'm listening to you and I'm listening through my filters, I'm not going to actually listen to everything you're saying. I'm listening to the interpretation that I'm hearing of what I'm saying, but I'm, I'm pretending as though I'm hearing exactly what you're saying. Right. You have more loyalty to your filter than you do to the possibility (laughs) (laughs) that exists beyond your filter. Right. And it's human Uh, nature. Yeah. I was doing this yesterday with Sophie when... Sophie, your daughter. daughter. Once again, she asked in my mind, in my filter, too late for me to come see her. Like a week in a week. Yeah, less than a week from the time that she wanted me to be there. She's and, saying, hey, come come visit me. And She's in, in college out of state. And, and it's really hard for us to drop everything at such short notice. Yeah. And so what happened for you? So I took it personally. I even imagined that she didn't really want me to come, but she was just poking my <laughs> hot button. <laughs> and I fired off an irritated text to her. Right. Blaming her for making the visit impossible by asking too late. I know. And it took me 24 hours to cool off and take responsibility yeah, and for did, the filter. Yeah, which is so great. So I wrote yeah. her back and said, hey, it's not your fault. <laughs> I just really value spending time with you, and I'm frustrated that it's not going to work out. Yeah, totally. I love yeah. that. So there's two other things I want to touch on before we go to break about listening. One is that there's a kind of listening that we can also do for ourselves, that's really listening generously. And this is something that I tend to go into meditative state with is a deeper, gener- more generous listening to like the whole landscape of what's happening. Like rather than kind of being really focused on in mm-hmm. one area or allowing mm-hmm. myself to get distracted into, you know, something that my mind wants to go off into, I bring myself myself back and I'm trying to open up my listening to see what actually is arising that's not coming from my monkey mind. Right. 
And that's where I've found some of the greatest insights and gems that I have found in my meditative practice. It reminds me of a koan that that you shared with me from Jhumpa Roshi. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So in meditation, it was kind of a co-creation between him and Lloyd Fickett, the founder of the Collaborative Way, which is to sit down and the koan is, is there a listening that's deeper than thought or opinion? And so you're like asking you the question, like, is there a listening that's deeper than thought or opinion? And it just, you know, if you practice it, it takes you to a deeper level of listening, which is just so generative. Beautiful. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. It's a powerful one for me. And then the second thing I want to share is about getting distracted. Mm-hmm. And so often in our listening, and you mentioned something about this before, you say something that triggers a thought for me that starts to have me go down a whole other avenue that I'm in my head traveling down mm-hmm. while you're still speaking to me. And what we tend to do is we, and I know this is true, like go check for yourself. If you're listening to this, go see if this actually happens for you. We think that we can fill in the one to five to 10 sentences <laughs> yeah. that was said, like we, our, our brain actually thinks we can make it up. Right. And so instead of actually like asking you like what, what I missed, I pretend like I didn't miss anything cause I don't want to offend you. And I, I don't want you to think that I don't care. And I wasn't listening, but what we coach our clients to do and what we practice here, cause it's so impactful is like, Oh, hold on a second. I just got distracted. Mm-hmm. I really want to hear what you had to say. It's important to me to understand. Can you go back, you know, repeat what you just said? I really want to understand it. Yeah, it, it takes a level of humility to admit that you haven't been paying attention while the person was talking. <laughs> totally. But it certainly makes the conversation a lot more real. It does. And yeah. when somebody says that to me, and they're like, I really want to get what you said. I'm sorry, I just got distracted about something. Can you give that back to me? I'm like, oh, they really they really actually care about what I say. Yes, I want to give it back to you. Yeah. What's funny is sometimes when I've done that, the person who was speaking didn't even remember what they were saying. <laughs> Oh, really? That's and so That's some, weird. Sometimes there's like a, a call to a higher yeah. level of mindfulness about what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like you're telling an automatic story and you don't even remember what you were saying in the That's first so place. That's funny. That's interesting. <laughs> so, I, I will say one thing about getting distracted. Okay. Is that, and we, we kind of alluded to this, but we didn't name it directly, which is that in this way, uh, listening can be a mindfulness practice in the same way that when we're meditating. And a juicy thought carries us off into Never Never Land for mm-hmm. a f- minute or two or an hour even. Yeah, totally. And then we find the awareness to notice that that's happening and come back to the object of the meditation, whether it's the listening. breath or, right. yeah, in this case, it's a listening, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, to To really practice the self-compassion of acknowledging that it's human nature to get distracted and mm-hmm. it's a muscle that gets built over time to to get better at that yes um, but it naming that. never goes away totally and, brain... unless you're like me and you oh know, yeah you, you get enlightened yeah i know then... yeah i noticed that you never get distracted <laughs> anymore you're so good at it okay so no that it never i i'm sure it never goes away like that's yeah. just the human brain it's a practice so forever. don't be in shame about it it's just like right. be real about it like you were saying right so i just want to wrap up by letting you know how impactful it is when I really feel your generous listening. I feel like my soul evolves and is contacted 
when you bring your listening to me, the generous mm. kind of listening. I feel like it's being seen and known in a way that all of us so deeply, I think, I believe, want to be seen and known. And it helps me feel like a team with you. It helps me get into deeper levels of creativity and mission with you. It helps me solve problems with you. Hmm. And it helps me transform my own challenges when I feel heard in that way and seen and known versus kind of in some form dominated by not being listened to, not you, I'm saying, but like in general, like mm -hmm. dominated or fixed or, you know, advised. I feel like I transform and I evolve. And I just want to say thank you so much because mm. it's deeply nourishing. It sounds like what, what you're saying is that there's a, there's a way that ungenerous listening has you feeling maybe objectified or, um, without generous listening. Yeah. Almost like regarded as some kind of have to do or some kind of project that the person is trying to fix or totally well said, you know, give advice to that wasn't asked for or whatever. Like there's a, there's a, there's an isolation in that sense of not being connected with or, or communed with. A hundred percent. I love that. Mm -hmm. And that reminds me just also the workplace. So often we can look at somebody or even at home as a means to an end. Sure. And obviously we need each other to, to do stuff and to function and to take responsibility. And when there's the shift that you're talking about of not just being an object, but actually being a real person with the whole world that goes on in there and being known and seen and listened to, the level of trust that can happen and uh, commitment inside of a workplace, when those two things are together, it's like the doing and the being hmm. is extraordinary. Yeah, It's truly extraordinary. And when we bring a kind of listening generously, again, what we can co-create and what can come out of the collaborative conversation is so much different from the ordinary or stingy listening. It takes everything to a whole another level. Right. Yeah. I mean, we are social primates. And what I mean by that is that we know ourselves partly by being known by others. Totally. There's this whole system of mirror neurons in the frontal lobes that help us to recognize ourselves when we're recognized mm -hmm. by others. Mm -hmm. And it creates an existential fulfillment or, or meaning that is hard to replace with mm -hmm. something else. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Last tip here too, I want to say is when we are listening generously or when we're listening to somebody, we tend to assume that we know what the person is meaning by the word that they use. Right. So if you were to say, this is super basic, but if you were to say, oh my gosh, my favorite color, color is blue. I'm like, oh, cool. I love blue too. If I'm really wanting to get you and get your world, I'm like, oh really? Like what kind of blue? Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like, well, it's kind of like a ocean's, ocean's last sky blue. I'm like, okay, well, is it more like, mm -hmm. you know, if I, well. I think what we're talking about is there's an autopilot version of listening where everything that we're hearing is run through our own internal system. Like the color blue is the color that I think of right. immediately and automatically right. in my head when you say the word blue, right. as, a, as opposed to that word cueing and a deeper listening under, what was it? Judgment and oh. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Thought or opinion. Thought or opinion. Yeah, basically yeah. the same thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's actually being able to catch ourselves when we're assuming what they mean by a word. Mm -hmm. It could be any kind of word, but that's how we really get to know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you're listening to this now, you want to go get that download, go catch it at kristavanderveer.com and reach out to us. We want to hear other topics that you want to hear from us. So please get in contact through Instagram or on our website, and we would love to get your ideas. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow this show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If this show has sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the Art of We Podcast.